Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, and it's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks to talk about financial and estate planning, travel, hobbies, and so much more. Whether you are planning for retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. Lori, even in the most open of families, conversations often come to a screeching halt when uh, two subjects arise, death and money, and maybe even taxes, death and taxes and money. For both parents and adult children, confronting the prospect of each other's deaths can be massively uncomfortable. Privacy around financial matters is often a key concern, even among those people who, as we say, can be very, very close in a family. Having an open and honest conversation with your family about your finances can really benefit your family down the road. That's right, John. It's sometimes tough to get people talking about their finances or even thinking about estate planning. And even though the conversation can be really difficult to start, uh, it becomes more and more important to be able to talk candidly to your entire family about estate planning, wealth transfer, tax planning, spending habits, and overall financial health and even mental health as you go through those different stages in life. You know, family finances have never been more complex, and the biggest wealth transfer in history is well underway as more of the population is aging and starting to think about their legacy. So while it's important to factor in the things that make your family unique, and I always say this, you know, every family has their unique set of, you know, goals and concerns and dynamics, that's for sure. There's also money principles that hold true regardless of how your family is kind of set up, so to speak. So when custom tailored to work with your actual circumstances, these principles set you up for a financial success and, and really that freedom. I feel that once people have, you know, gone through the whole estate planning situation, that they feel just that relief, that sense of relief. Everything is organized. Should something happen to me? And I think that's really important, John. Well, today on Ready, Set, Retire, we will discuss how to talk to your family about estate planning and family financial planning. We'll go over tips on how to talk to family about the finances and and uh, estate planning as well, what happens in the future so that you and your family can prepare for a healthy and wealthy future. So why is it so important to speak with your family openly and honestly about finances, even though it is uncomfortable. For one, it brings your family a, a sense of empowerment, that you're taking control of each other's collective future rather than leaving elements to chance. Having a conversation in advance lets everyone know what to expect and what to really prepare for. It helps you avoid, or your family, disputes, really. I think that's one of the most important aspects of estate planning. You don't want to leave a mess for your family to clean up because it's already a difficult situation to lose a parent. Help prepare the family in the event you or another family member becomes incapacitated. Not everyone just passes away all of a sudden. I would say more often than not, we're dealing with situations of dementia or other illnesses that can make it difficult for people to actually make decisions. So you want to prepare early for that. You know, it's better for your mental health. Like I was saying, people feel that sense of relief when they're organized, their family knows what's to come, should something happen to you, and it's just that sense of organization that makes people, I feel, 
as they enter different stages in life, happier. They have that sense that everything will be taken care of. And lastly, tax efficiency. The earlier you have a conversation regarding the distribution of your assets, the more time you're going to have to implement a tax-efficient way of distributing your assets. For example, you can potentially save on taxes and fees by early gifting and reducing the size of your future estate, withdrawing more money from your registered accounts is another one, or even setting up trusts is a way to improve tax efficiency when transferring that wealth to your beneficiaries. Well, personal finance is always changing, but estate planning is uh, important now more than ever. Why do you see family estate planning as a relevant issue today? I see more and more families coming to me for financial planning and advice. You know, wealth management isn't about serving one single client anymore, but includes the whole family, the grandparents, the parents, the adult children, and often the grandchildren as well. And in particular, I've noticed a lack of some estate planning education from generation to generation. Some are more prepared and well-versed in the topic where others may not be and have been raised to think that money is something you don't speak about within the family. And it is important. I'm telling everybody now, it's very important you do speak about money. Maybe not how much or what exactly your assets are, but how you plan to have it divided and that you do want to have that conversation. I think some young adults, 18 to 25, or older, I mean, it's hard to say actual number of age, you know, because some people take time to read this, but they might not be entirely informed about that family wealth transfer, nor may you may not want to include them either in the conversation, depending on what kind of child they are. <laughs> but like I said, we're in the midst of one of the biggest wealth transfers in history. And we're going to be seeing a lot of those people in their 50s, maybe the 65 sort of thing, going to be inheriting money going forward. And they need to know how to do that best and how to avoid excessive taxation and what it means to you and your family. So what are some of the things to be mindful of when having the estate planning conversation with your family? You want to be mindful of timing. A family emergency or a sudden crisis may not be the best time to start discussing things. So again, you generally want to try to do this when there isn't a problem within the family. Family members may not be receptive in an emotional state during some sort of crisis. And there's no perfect time to talk about estate planning. I will say that, as I've mentioned many times, you know, people aren't often sitting around the table on Friday night discussing estate planning. So you do have to make time for it, put it in a, a schedule, uh, call a meeting and try to pick uh, the best time to do that with your family. Keep in mind that the subject can catch your family a little off guard. Some people don't want to think about losing a loved one, of course. No, nobody wants to. But some people, again, are more emotional about it than others. And possibly some of your adult children may not want to talk about it at all, where others understand or maybe a little bit more logical that this is a natural progression of life and we must prepare for when that day happens. And be sure that the family members you want involved in your estate are present for all parts of the conversations. You know, Sally and Bill are here today, but Bob, our other son, he can't make it. It's best that everybody comes together for all of those meetings and, and makes time for that because it's in the best interest of not just you, but your entire family. So again, schedule a time that works for everybody. So keep in mind that you know your family best. Some of these tips may play out differently in your own family. The important thing is that you put thought and care and planning into the conversation that you're going to have. Well, sometimes it's hard enough to get our individual finances together, uh, let alone trying to plan across generations. So how does someone get started doing the family financial planning? 
Well, you want to get your financial plan completed first. And, and why that's so important, because one, usually the financial team is going to do that for no cost. And you can see what the end result is. How much in assets are you going to have at the end of your days? It's much easier to understand which buckets you have. You know, how much would you have possibly in real estate? How much would you have in a corporate account or joint accounts or registered in, in your RIF, for example? You know, in 10, 20, 30 years from now, we, you kind of need to know that information to understand the best way to divide that amongst your families. So I think that's an important place to start. Then you want to kind of ask yourself, how much do I want to leave for my legacy and what's important to me? Do I plan on early gifting to loved ones? And how much will I need to live comfortably? We want to make sure you're taken care of first before you take care of your family, no matter how much you love them. <laughs> we don't want you going back to work. You know what I mean? So I find that parents generally want to help their kids or even grandkids, which is great, you know, especially with the down payment of a house. I mean, again, Vancouver real estate may get more affordable here over the next six to 12 months, in my opinion. Just a tiny bit. Maybe it'll become more affordable uh, Vancouver real estate in the next little while. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what we've seen, John, is prices have come down 15% from the high and more in some areas of the lower mainland. We just kind of got the new stats out. And when you have sales off 40, 50%, it's actually hard to know what the real decline in prices has been. So that is a piece of good news for those people who are looking to buy real estate or to help their adult children or grandchildren get into the market. So sometimes waiting might be okay too. Also, you want to think about your personal cash flow needs. So how much do you need on a monthly basis? You don't want to early gift too much early on in retirement because you need that money to last you your lifetime and possibly for a senior care later on, which a lot of people worry about because the cost of that is so high. So these are kind of concerns that people have when planning for their future cash flow, estate, gifting, all those sorts of things are what we're calculating, really crunching the numbers to figure out what you'll be looking at at the end of your days so that you can plan accordingly. What about the life situation of the children, the people who are going to be receiving you know, large portions of the estate? Because there are any number of relationship situations that become very, very complicated, especially when you start talking about chunks of money. You want to consider tax consequences for yourself as well as anybody you're gifting money to. So if you're early gifting to kids, it can be beneficial to you because you're taking an asset off of your balance sheet and giving it to somebody else so that they can actually pay tax on the growth. And you'd only want to do that if you have more money than you're going to spend in your lifetime, of course. And you want to avoid making super large RSP and RIF withdrawals. And unless it's advised and the numbers are calculated, because that could cause further tax. But again, you don't want to be left with a large registered plan either. So that's kind of unique to each family and in each client situation. You want to consider your children's life situation. This is what you were getting at, I think, John, is are they able to handle any money that's going to be given to them, whether it's early gifting or whether it's inheritance later on? And for a lot of people, the answer can be no. Um, they're not good with money. They may have uh, a certain disability that may make their financial decisions not always the best. Also, a big situation that we see is the possibility of a marital breakdown 
with your adult children. And a lot mm-hmm. of parents don't want to believe that a divorce yeah. could happen within their family because, you know, they've been married for so long. And, and the fact of the matter is, is almost 50% of marriages end in divorce nowadays. And so you need to be sure that if you're early gifting, that you have a promissory note or something like that, that you make sure that should something happen to that marriage, that half of that early gift is not going to um, your child's ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. So that's important. And then as well as the information around setting up trusts and things like that, I think it's also something that depending on a family situation, we look at it along with a financial planner to decide whether setting up a trust is important when either gifting money or when setting up your will and passing that wealth on to other generations. So tell me how working with a financial planner kind of eases the way and kind of clears the path when someone is sitting down and thinking about doing uh, planning for the future. The best way to really plan for a successful transition of wealth is to make sure that you not only have a good trusting relationship with your advisor, financial planner, but also your beneficiaries as well. And that's always not the case. Yeah, as we know, you know, not all families get along, not all siblings get along. You know, I've seen a lot in my over two decades doing this and sitting at the family table with a lot of clients. And so financial professionals are also a a good way to have that conversation, include them in those family meetings because they play an important independent role within a family uh, so that they can advise accordingly because they may know a lot about you if they've been working with you for 5, 10, 15 years plus. And they may understand the family dynamic. And it's kind of easier for them to bring up a topic sometimes than you yourself. And so when I'm dealing with any of our clients or family, it's essential that they're all on the same page, again, when entrusting one individual to manage their finances. And having that open communication is really important as well. And that proper legacy planning and uh, intergenerational wealth transfer are crucial for clients and their families. And so when we're sitting across a table, it's not about what's happening in the markets day to day, what's going on in their portfolio, what happened last year, what do we think is going to happen this year? It's much deeper than that. It's really what is going to happen to your money and your assets when you're no longer here. And how do we make sure that's a calm transition of wealth? The family is happy. They understand what's going on. Uh, And that is part of our job, Uh, you know, my entire team and I, as well as any financial advisor, should take the time to understand estate planning because not everybody offers that, nor do they think it's part of their role as a financial advisor or portfolio manager. But in my opinion, if you aren't providing that kind of advice or including other professionals, you're not providing what a client actually needs as they enter all these different stages in life. So you're not just talking about finances, you're talking about psychology, being a bit of a psychologist, uh, being a a marriage counselor, uh, someone who is wearing a lot of hats. The big hat, of course, is you're a financial planner, financial advisor, but the smaller hats also have to come into play if you're really going to dig deep and really do the best job for everybody involved. Exactly. I would say that the hats are almost all the same size, John. I think that the, uh, <laughs> the, the portfolio management is obviously super important, but that's, you know, the, the baseline of what we do and the active management and all that kind of stuff. But really the other hats of being a counselor, psychologist when markets are volatile, being a marriage counselor is a big one because many spouses <laughs> are not always on the same page when it comes to money and spending. That's for sure. And again, being somewhat of a family planner with being able to answer tough questions sometimes for families. 
and being a sounding board for kids, parents, and grandparents as they're going through possibly a crisis or a medical issue and understanding. Because again, having experience sometimes with a certain illnesses, because we deal with so many people in a certain age group of 60 to 90, we see things happen time and time again. And it's important that we're there for clients who have chosen to be with us. And every advisor should be taking the same outlook when dealing with their clients as well. Do you see, often see a situation where one spouse or the other has kind of taken charge of the family finances over the years and the other one has just uh, let them do it because they're not interested or they don't have an aptitude for it or what have you? 100%. I, I would say almost in most cases. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes if it's a second marriage, they may be more independent because they've gone through it. They have to manage their own money. But usually I see in couples that one is definitely more of the, say, finance or financial person. They're looking at the portfolios they're talking to us about reviews and so on. And we're always trying to include the other spouse. It's important for them to be there mm-hmm. just so that if something does happen to the financial spouse, that the other is not feeling overwhelmed. But we're used to that. And so we take those steps when we're dealing with the spouse that maybe wasn't as involved in the finances and holding their hand through that kind of situation so that they feel comfortable and they're not alone. And they have myself and my team behind them when they go through a, a difficult time. But definitely um, one spouse usually takes the lead because you got to divide and conquer in life. You know, you can't both do the same things. And that's why naturally it's a normal progression that one spouse will be, say, more financial. The other may be more orientated towards getting things done for the household or those sorts of things. And and again, dividing and conquer usually breeds success, I think. Just to start to wrap this up, it seems like a few things are as financially important as financial planning within families. Although the conversation might be a bit of a difficult one to start, It is beneficial in the long run, for sure. And uh, what you do with your money no longer affects just you. And, you know, you mentioned earlier some of the conflicts that come up. And so if you can try to avoid those disputes by talking, you're way, way ahead of the game so those issues don't come up. Yeah, exactly. I think talking and having a financial plan is the first step. But then again, having a lawyer, making sure you have a will, a power of attorney, deciding who your executor or executors are going to be. And whether you have sort of a letter of wishes as well as is something that we recommend and a health directive as well, who's going to decide on you medically as you age as well is important. So having those conversations is vital to successful estate plan, even though it can be uncomfortable and thinking long term. And the earlier you plan, the better, because you can take advantage of certain situations, especially tax wise, that if you wait till you know, the last minute, you're not going to be able to to get some of those things done. So we've been through estate plans with so many people, so many families. I can't tell you enough. Uh, those that have planned ahead are those that feel uh, relieved. They feel better. And the family dynamic is also improved, I, I find as well. We always like to wrap up Ready, Set, Retire with a quote. So what have you found for us this week? This is a great quote, John. Planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it now. Fantastic. Lori, always a great pleasure to sit down and chat with you and love doing Ready, Set, Retire with you. And uh, gosh, we get to do it again in a couple of weeks. Awesome, John. It was great talking to you as well. Have a great week. 
And that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management, 604-695-LORI, 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire. The comments and opinions expressed in this podcast are the result of work done by Lori Pinkowski. They may differ from the opinion of Canaccord Genuity's research and should not be considered as representative of Canaccord's beliefs, opinions, or recommendations. All views expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management is a division of Canaccord Genuity Corp., member of the CIPF and IROC.